Well, hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul, the space to deepen your inner awakening and activate your highest expression. I'm so glad that you are here on the planet and tuning into this show. I know we have a lot of new listeners worldwide, and I'm, I'm always so grateful that we're finding each other and walking this path in this way together. It's, it's not lost on me uh, that you have found fire and soul. And if you're newer on the path of awakening, I do want to share some words of wisdom that I wish someone would have shared with me way back two and a half, almost three years ago when my path began. And it's to trust the clarity will come. <laughs> it does get better, but in the first bit, it's, it's tough, you know, and, uh, it's a wild journey, but you've awakened on purpose and there's no turning back. So this is why on fire and soul, I tried to bring as many resources and leaders and luminaries that are truly self-actualized that have been walking the path for quite a while before us, uh, to help aid and support us in our journeys. And that's what today's guest is all about. But before we go there, I also want to give you another resource and an opportunity to join me live at my upcoming soul essence retreat. So this is an invitation uh, for four full days for a truly nurturing retreat experience to, yes, awaken your divine spark and really access your soul's gifts. We've been running retreats now for well over a year. I'm finding my voice, my dharma, everything about why I'm on this planet in these immersive experiences. And the Soul Essence Retreat that I just ran in Malibu in October really showed me super clearly that this is how I, one part of how I am truly meant to serve. And so I feel really excited about what we've curated with nature and heart opening ceremonies and a lot of magical components, including an integrative revitalizing sound bath healing experience, uh, in-house yoga, in-house chef, in-house photographer, uh, nature trail hike to meditation mount because we're going to be in Ojai, beautiful Ojai, California, which is just a bit north of Ventura, a little bit south of Santa Barbara, nestled in the Topa Topa Mountains. It's where Ram Dass's uh, foundation exists. Uh, so many other magical things happen in Ojai, and I can't wait for you to experience the energy if you feel called, but do take a look at it and, and don't just decide in the mind, like, go check it out and experience what I think is a vibrational transmission that comes through the page. I mean, I've been developing and curating and, and growing into this space, uh, specifically this spiritual re women's retreat space, uh, since spring of 22. And so it feels so full circle to get to open up this one, 12 guest only and eight seats are already gone at the time that I'm recording this. Anyway, if this piques your curiosity, I'd love to have you there. And you can head on over to michelle-sorrow.com slash soul essence retreat. And I'll also link it in the show notes. All right. That brings us to today. Talk about divine spark. I'll be honest. I was not familiar with Patty Conklin's work before it was shared with me through Sarah Scarlett, who is her publicist. And I trust Sarah so much because over the last year and a half, we have developed a relationship because she's also the publicist for Paul Selig, Michael Sandler, and RJ Spina. And those conversations have been some of the biggest downloads here on Fire and Soul. And so uh, when she presented Patty, for me, it was a resounding yes. And she's presented other guests as well, but it hasn't felt as aligned. And so I haven't said yes. This one was a knowing. Anyway, we dropped right in. It's a beautiful conversation, but I'm going to encourage you to stay all the way to the end because she takes us through something that she's created called a Colorworks Visualization. And this will all make sense as you go on this journey that we are about to embark on uh, and you learn a little bit more about her. But topics that we get into, and I give a little a bit of her bio and then she shares her background at the top of our conversation. But we definitely uh, speak to her awakening origin story and I'm loving hearing about those stories these days. And so that for her happened at a very young age and it's so cool to hear it. Then we talk about uh, 
how words are so essential and we need to get really mindful about how they impact our immune system. Words are our wand and we need to really be clear about we are what we say. And I say that to you as much as I know it for myself. So I'm going to be far more vigilant uh, with my words going forward. She talks about how uh, the words um, that we say obviously cause our reality. And then that takes us into a whole other area, which is around the detail um, of what divine spark is and how this is really the most potent field for us to understand our truth, which is a deeper dimension than soul. So this conversation really opened up my heart. It opened up my mind and it was such an honor to drop in with Patty in this way. You are going to love it, my friend. So without further ado, please do enjoy How to Ignite Your Divine Spark with Patty Conklin. I got to say, this is a really exciting moment for me, and I'm so thrilled to get to bring you, Patty Conklin, to Fire and Soul. Welcome to the podcast. So grateful that you are here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, when we were chatting before I hit record, I know I know that you are currently on a houseboat in Georgia, which is the coolest thing. Uh, but I do want to give a little bit of context just briefly, and then I would love for you to share a little bit about you, whatever's most alive, uh, so that my audience can get to know you. And then we're going to dive into such a juicy conversation on all the things that you have been born to share. So you are a vibrational mediator, teacher, lecturer, radio personality for over 28 years, and author of the best-selling book, God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped. Your primary goal, it's so fun to read this with you here, in your work is to help people become insubstantial without transitioning, huh. i.e., how do we let go of judgment while we're still living? Patty, how do we do that? That's yeah. like the biggest question. It's the biggest question, and it's easy to do. It's just mm. sometimes we don't want to let go of our ego. But when I was told when I was seven years old, um, by father, God, goddess, source, whatever, um, that that would be my task in this lifetime would be to help people become insubstantial without transitioning. I didn't understand in my seven-year-old brain what that meant. Um, but in, in going through life and understanding my unique site, it really is about how do we let go of judgment um, without having to die to do it? And, and it's understanding that everything that's taking place, it doesn't matter what it is, everything that's taking place is under God's di divine plan. And so, you know, there's nothing that's happening in this universe, in this planet, in this state, whatever, that isn't being watched, isn't being observed, isn't being orchestrated in so many different ways. And so sometimes our greatest challenges are those moments to let go of judgment and let it be. Um, you know, we use the phrase a lot, you know, let go, let God. Um, but it's how do you how do you do that? You understand there's not a wrong, wrong or right. There mm. simply is. Mm. You know, it reminds me of uh, Byron Katie's uh, work a bit where she says, when you argue with reality, that is insanity. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Beautiful. And it's so perfect for where I know we're flowing today. But before we dive all the way in, can you share a little bit of background? You mentioned your gift and I'd love to know how that gift came on when you realized it and how you work with it, or even I don't know, maybe did you have to surrender to realizing this is going to be part of your life's work? There's usually something like that in a story, but I'm really excited to hear what you have to share about that. Yeah, it was, you know, an awakening at seven, at seven years old, having this beautiful white mist um, come through my bedroom. And, and I heard a voice say three things that, um, you know, my greatest uh, growth years would be 38 to 42, that my greatest 
gift to humanity would be 42 to 62. Mm -hmm. And then I could come home then if I wanted. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of my walk was to teach people to become insubstantial without transitioning. And I came from a very dysfunctional family, very uh, poor, poverty stricken area in upstate New York. And so this was a voice that was just so serene. I cried Mm -hmm. for hours after Mm -hmm. it left me. And as time went on, I was 12 years old and I was talking to my teacher, my history teacher, a little bit about my gift. And as she said, you remind me of Edgar Cayce. Ah. Let me give you some money and you go get Edgar Cayce's book. And I went to the bookstore and I reached for, for Cayce's book and my body just became frozen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just froze. And, and this voice just thundered in my ears and it was do not contaminate the information and knowledge that I've already given you with someone else's thoughts. I've got the full body chills. Yeah. And because I was so young, I'm like, fine, give me my arm back. Everybody's looking at me. But I stopped reading. I stopped questioning. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, I got married and um, my husband was a um, professor of engineering at Cornell and Carl Sagan was there during that time period. Mm -hmm. And he and I would talk and he's like, you're not like us. You're, You're not like us. We don't see in particles. We see things as solid. And I'm like, no, it's particles. It's moving. I didn't have any close friends or family to talk to. So I didn't understand that I saw the world better. So at 28, Mm -hmm. we tested me and we found that I had a genius IQ, but that my brain wave was a couple of hundred percent faster than an average human, Mm -hmm. which allows me to see the world in particles, which Mm -hmm. is great when I'm working with somebody kind of scares everybody when I'm driving because I have no (laughs) perception. I can't see the car ahead of me. I have to intuit that they're going to hit their brakes or or turn. Um, But it helped me understand in that moment what my gift truly was. Mm -hmm. And as I went into my 38th year, um, father Mm -hmm. came to me. I was was, uh, director of Canine Companions for Independence down in Florida. And uh, father came and said, I want you to move to Hartwell, Georgia, and Mm -hmm. fully begin walking the path I asked you to walk as a child. So within five minutes, I called my boss in Santa Rosa, California, and I said, I'm resigning. And he said, what? And I said, it's March 23rd. I'm resigning effective July 15th. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm moving to Hartwell, Georgia. And he said, where is that? I said, I don't have a clue. And so moved my son's and uh, adopted two more sons. So I had four boys um, and just work just flowed. I just, you know, I work in 65 countries. And, um, and when I turned, you know, the morning I turned 63, I was incredibly disappointed because I was ready for my next adventure. You know, I figured, okay, it's been 42 to 62. I could come home and my sons and I had that discussion about um, me leaving and going on to my next adventure. And and they were okay with it. My daughter-in-laws were freaked out. But um, I woke up and I was 63 and I'm like, well, dang, I guess I'm still working. So I'm 66 now. And every day I just kind of look at life like every day now as a gift. Yes, I'm still working, but I'm actually taking time um, to do some things for me as well. Yeah, that's just incredible, that story. And for those of you catching this on our YouTube channel, and if you don't know about that, please come by. It's Michelle Sorrow on YouTube. I mean, Hattie, not that age even matters, but you look like you're about 35 years old. Do you think, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure you've been told that many, many, many times. Do you think that has something to do with yeah, your work, the vibrational mediation? Like, yeah, okay. Because yeah, explain what you know about that because it actually looks almost unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it's your light. It's just so vibrant and the joy is palpable. So yeah. I'm just wanting to really acknowledge and honor that in you. I'm I'm being so moved. I teared up as you were sharing because I'm just, yeah, it's very clear. Uh, we're in a moment <laughs> or Thank I am. <laughs> Thank you. I think that, you know, for me, what I've noticed through the years is when I take too much time off, 
I really start looking my age and I look in the mirror and I'm like, whoa, I got to get back to work <laughs> and then go back to work. And the frequency rises again. And, and, um, and I, you know, I feel great. I mean, I've, I'm, I have, I've been blessed with such an amazing life. It, mm. it can be lonely at times and, and I can be eccentric at times if I'm working a lot. Um, when I turned uh, 50, I called all my sons and I said, I'm sitting at the airport on a suitcase and I've looked at where I can go without a visa. So I'm going to take my birthday month and I'm going to go to Romania and then Slovakia and then Hungary. And I'm going to go hike in the Amazon for two weeks. Wow. And so they're just like, <laughs> will you grow up? And I'm like, <laughs> but right now I'll be gone for the month. And they're like, please call home once in a while and let us know you're okay. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, it's, it's, it can be a challenge in yeah. terms of, of, um, you know, working with so many diverse people and where they are and their belief systems and so forth. But I love that because people are so incredible the world over. Yeah. Well, you must love what you do. 65 countries. You know, in your book, God Within, The Day God's Train Stopped, love that title. Uh, you talk about we are what we say. And I'm going to link to your book. I know it's already 12 years old, but it's still just a runaway bestseller. So can you explain that? And then I want to move into my favorite term and what I what I know myself to be. <laughs> Beautiful. Which is in your book, your words. <laughs> words are so important. You know, it doesn't matter what we need to say to someone. As long as we're saying it with respect and truth, then anything can be said. And I think that that's where we start getting the judgment out of it. It's understanding your your words are recorded by your body. And your body is so literal. It doesn't know that you don't want a word. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking at a cashier and you're like, oh, that's a beautiful blouse, your own body's going, oh, thank you so much. And if you look at that cashier and you think to yourself, wow, that's really ugly. That color doesn't fit her at all. Your body just goes, oh, so sad. You know, mm -hmm. you don't like it. Mm -hmm. So your body's taking everything in literally. And so your words... Yeah, one of the most important things when someone's not feeling well mm -hmm. is they get up in the morning and their partner or their child or somebody in their life says, you know, how are you this morning? And if you say, wow, you know, my back really hurt and I didn't sleep well, your body goes, well, okay, that's, I can do that for you. But yeah. if you say, you know what, thank you so much for asking. And in mm -hmm. a half hour, I'm going to feel terrific. Mm -hmm. um, then you're giving your body permission to heal and mm -hmm. to feel fantastic, no matter how much sleep you got the night before. Mm -hmm. So understanding the importance of words, mm -hmm. letting go of the word try, you know, try mm -hmm. is a futuristic term. It means, yeah, subconsciously, I'm not really ready to go there yet. So I'm giving myself an out and um, it's just being true to, to your words. Yeah, it reminds me of a phrase that I've heard, uh, the, your word is your wand, uh, which is, it's just absolutely true. Now, sometimes there's something to be said for fake it till you make it, right? Can you speak to maybe an example of either yours or a client where they were like, are you kidding? I don't, I can't say that because it's not true, but yet working with you or in your own experience, then it did become their reality. I mean, that's been my life, right? And when I forget, I pay, right? Or yeah. I suffer really. And then when I remember, I plug back in to how I can be the creator of my reality. But can you give like a basic example, just so our listeners can begin this path for themselves? I think taking baby steps. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't create your, your awareness or your future so far out that your subconscious mind is going to be saying, I, I can't get there. And, yeah. and so it's kind of, you know, dead on the road before you even get started. So make them baby steps and make them matter. Like, you know, today I am going to smile at every single person I see. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. so I do that. And then the next day I'm going to smile all day long. Yeah. A smile all day long. Mm -hmm. And so you begin setting those goals that are achievable 
And, and maybe you don't feel like smiling at every single person you see, but remember this, your vibration mm. is what's going into them, mm. not your words. You mm. know, we, we have this misperception in, in Patty's world mm-hmm. that when somebody speaks unkindly to us, that we take in those words, we feel bad or whatever. No, I'm not responsible for what someone else thinks or says. I'm only responsible for me. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter vibrationally where they are. What matters is vibrationally where I am. And mm-hmm. if I'm going through the grocery store and I'm smiling or I have my heart center open, people mm-hmm. will come up to me going, do I know you? Or, you know, you just look so sunny today. I just want to say hi. And mm-hmm. those that, those are types of uh, incidences that happen that help you understand that you are vibrationally making an awareness mm-hmm. in other people because their souls are attracted to you. Mm, I love that. And how do we increase our vibration or slip into that sort of portal, the patty portal, if you will, um, if if people are feeling woo, really in it, right, crunchy, in the grips of whatever darkness, layers, density, uh, how do we begin to shift into a vibration that we really want? Is it as simple as a smile? Sometimes it's as simple as a smile. Sometimes it's it's allowing yourself a pity party. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, Patty's philosophy is, you know, get some Oreos and some milk and go climb in bed. And I beat my pillow for five minutes and I eat my Oreo cup, my Oreos and drink my milk and go take a Epsom salts bath and move on with life. I mean, I think we have to validate where we are. Mm-hmm. And so once we can validate where we are, then it is a simple step to shift that around and move into um, that smiling phase of, you know, what's the excitement for tomorrow? Like, I love my work because I never know what I'm going to get tomorrow. And that doesn't matter whether you're a cashier, whether you're, you know, a cafeteria person at the school, it doesn't matter what job you're doing. It will be different if you allow yourself to view it differently every single day. And uh, that creates that joy. Going on a bit of a treasure hunt. I love that. Yeah. Uh, that's really beautiful. And thank you for speaking. Uh, I think something that's really essential right now, which is not bypassing. When you say validating, that feels so important. So my language would be, to be able to recognize it and integrate it, right? And when I say integrate and you're nodding, yeah, it's it's validating it, not making it be wrong, not trying to suppress it or escape it or ignore it or numb it away uh, to be with it. And yeah. then I find that it has very little, if any power over me. And then I have access to, well, how do I want to behave? Right. And so I'm a big smiler, like pretty much every day. It's just part of what I gift. It's part of my gifts. Right. Um, And yeah. So, Oh, so good. Okay. I want to move into a term that I have been feeling into lately. If someone asks me, because I ask this question a lot on the show and in all of my groups uh, and trainings and retreats, it's getting people present to who are you really, right? We are a multidimensional being, but what does that mean? And and we want language for ourselves, right? Our words and divine spark is the best way that I know how to describe for me, that's my truth. And even just saying it, it activates something in me as a knowing. And that is what you talk about. Um, And so I would love for you to share your interpretation uh, and how That is in detail as you talk about the creation of the universe and how we have evolved from there. So what is the divine spark in each and every one of us? One of my favorite, favorite subjects. Oh, good. Because I don't read. You know, when my friends would hit the stage, you know, the years of conferences and so forth, I would hit the door. And it's not because I didn't believe what they were saying. It's just I wanted to make sure that what I was teaching was truth for me. And that's the only thing that mattered to me. So after years of all this observation, I've come to this conclusion is that when we came to this plane, we were light beings. We didn't have form. And over time, we began developing emotions. Mm -hmm. 
And as we began developing less than emotions, we started slowing down our energy field and we started developing a density within us. And because we became so dense and we couldn't be in contact with source anymore because we weren't of the same frequency, mm-hmm. and we added on the adaptation of the auric field in order to be in connection with the universe. And over the last 5,000, 8,000 years, we've managed to muck it up. And so people, for the most part around the world, work within their auric field. Mm-hmm. No, you need to go back to the subtle energy field, the energy field that we came to this planet with. Mm. And in science, we call that the immune system. Mm. So when I look at a body, it doesn't matter who it is, where it is, there's different layers that I see almost, remember the camping cups you'd go camping with, it collapsed. Yes. Um, so, so imagine that from your heart center going mm. in. So we have what most people refer to as the heart center. Mm. Okay. And then the, the layer underneath there is the subtle energy field. Mm-hmm. That's the field that we came to this planet with. And mm. in science, we call the immune system. Mm. Underneath that layer is our soul. Mm. And so many people in metaphysics teach about connecting to your soul. That's great, but that's not where it ends. Mm. Beyond the soul is a deep, dark tunnel. And it has all your fears, all your traumas, past life, genetics, everything you fear to face Mm. in it. Mm. And on the other end of that is the peace of the divine spark, is the peace of the universe. And that's truly the peace that you want to get to. So if someone's having a near-death experience, for example, Mm -hmm. what happens is the soul comes out of the body Mm -hmm. and raises above the body and looks around, looks down and everything. And when people talk about shooting through a dark tunnel, they're literally going back into their physical form, Mm -hmm. shooting back through that tunnel that's inside of all of us to the divine spark. Mm -hmm. And the divine spark says to the soul, did you get your work done? And the soul's like, "Mm, not quite. And the divine spark says, go back in place and finish up. Mm -hmm. And if it goes in and the divine spark and the soul agree that all tasks were accomplished, then they merge and they leave the body and the passing of the physical form then takes place. So the divine spark, it's not just enough to get to the soul. And I, and I love that you're addressing this because while it's important to get our soul in connection to our conscious mind, mm-hmm. where we really want to go is connecting to our divine spark. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you can't just go through the tunnel once and be done. It's something we face every day. Mm-hmm. And and when we look at the word fear, mm-hmm. Patty's, Patty's word for fear, acronym for fear, is forgetting every available resource. Mm-hmm. And that is that divine spark. It's that piece of God that's in all of us. And so I never understood when I started teaching why people would bring in universal energy, because I'd say, wait a minute, the strongest energy you have is inside of you. Mm. Stop separating yourself and understand that, that that piece is so divine and it's inside of all of us and we don't have to go searching for it. It's already there. Ah, This is so beautiful. And I'm not surprised because as everything is in divine order, the more that I have been doing a very sincere, almost inexhaustible inquiry, like reconnecting with spirit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm at my altar, I'll just sob because I miss the energy of divine mother And that's new for me just this year. And it only comes through obviously very devotional rituals. Um, But Divine Spark came maybe four or five months ago. And it's because I have been facing off with every, every little nuance, you know, this is why it's like, it is, it is exhausting. But however, I ran 50 plus years living in the unconscious realm. And that was far more painful, right? And then I stripped away all the uh, 
ways in which I would numb the escapism through the addiction. And then that left with like, whoa, what's left that you were trying to numb out from? So then it was a deeper, like, whoa, this is intense. And really what I had to get clarity on and, and see with a lot of courage was the judgment. Yeah. The judgment and the lusting after approval. It was like this wild looping dystopia, you know, and then I realized that was all me creating that. Absolutely. No one can create it for you. I mean, I think that it's important for people to understand there's no one on this planet who can make you angry. Right. And there's no one on this planet who can make you feel love. Mm. Those are emotions that you choose in the moment of the event. And people will say, well, how do I know when I'm connected to soul or divine spark? Such a good question. So perfectly. When you connect to your soul, you'll feel a peacefulness, right? A calm. But when you connect to the divine, Mm -hmm. you will sob. When Mm -hmm. you're out of that energy, you will sob. When I have a visitation and then father's gone, Mm -hmm. I'm a wreck for days. I will just be in a fetal position crying Mm -hmm. like, why didn't you take me with you? Because it's mm-hmm. as if your body just disappears. The physical form mm-hmm. just disappears and you're back to that light. So that's how you know the difference between feeling calm and serene and peaceful. That's your soul. And it's a beautiful place to be. But I don't want you to stop there. I want you to face your fears and move into the divine light. Hey there, a gentle interruption with a really special invitation for you. This is a beautiful bundle exclusive to the Fire and Soul community straight from the 12 Archangels and through Belinda Womack's Spiritual School of Evolution. It's called Wealth, Recreation, and Inner Worth Transformation with the 12 Archangels as well as their guide to creating a new financial reality. If you've experienced yourself in this loop of the financial struggle and stress and lack and scarcity, and you're ready to get out of it and get into alignment with the vibrational set point of true wealth and abundance from within so that you can experience it without, this is the program for you. And by the way, it's so much more than a course or a program. This is an experience. This is a transmission that you will feel activated by just like I did when I was going through it immediately. And I experienced instant results, yes, in the way of money and also just an overall sense of well-being deep within my soul. And I want you to experience the same. And I'm super stoked that we've been given an exclusive killer discount just for Fire and Soul community at more than 50% off. So you can pick this up for 97 bucks instead of the $222 that it would normally retail for. Give yourself this gift, get out of that trap and get back into alignment directly from source. If this has piqued your curiosity at all, I'm going to highly encourage you to head on over to my website to enroll today. michelle-sorrow.com forward slash true wealth. Enjoy. Oh, this is so beautiful. I'm, I'm getting so many, um, Ooh, different threads are coming in because I am on a new pathway with these beautiful retreats that I've been leading for the past year and some change. And, and I'm seeing the expansion and I'm seeing what's happening with these women. And the whole thing is called soul essence. And so now I'm like, Ooh, let's give a different tagline, which is really around activating, awakening our divine spark. Right. Cause we do do the deeper work. Um, and, and this is, it's so, it's so, divinely meant to be that we're having this conversation because there's so much, there's just so much resonance for those who have never experienced that moment uh, with the divine and, or don't even really have any memory of accessing that spark. Do you have any practices or rituals that are pretty simple that someone could try on to begin to open up that I mean, it's there. It's awaiting us. It's there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take it a task for using the word try because I don't want people to. Yes. How do we we open it? (laughs) How do we connect? So we have so many different ways and, and, and the color works meditation is certainly one of them, but I, I want to back up just for a second on an easy way to start connecting is 
making a list of how many times you go into judgment during the day, like mm-hmm. keeping that little pad mm-hmm. with you. And the more you can move out of judgment, because again, we have to clear ourselves before we can truly get into that divine spark. Um, you know, it's the old adage of, you know, as long as I go to church on Sunday and I ask for forgiveness, then I can be, you know, nasty the rest of the week. And it's like, no, this is a life we live, right? And so some of it is cleaning out uh, vibrationally what's already stored in your body, what you came in with, what was there at conception, what was there in the womb, you know, starting to clear that kind of stuff out easily using Mm -hmm. color or tone, because color and tone are the two active frequencies in the, in the universe. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at somebody who's using color or tone, no matter what they're moving towards the divine spark or their soul, or just making their day easier, Mm -hmm. it's about listening to tone Mm. and a a orchestra with lots and lots of different um, instruments or color because they're active frequencies. And what I mean by that is those two frequencies were in the beginning. And so they will go into your cells and literally shake loose the emotions Mm. that are plugging up your energy system. Mm. The, you know, Reiki, hands-on healing, essential oils, they're all beautiful, but they affect the auric field, Mm. not your cells. And Mm. so my girlfriends used to say, you're the only practitioner I know that people feel worse when they leave you than when they came to you. It's like you're breaking things open. Yeah. It's just, you know, you got to get it out. Right. And so that's really the best way. And it's like choosing, you know, orchestra music that you enjoy. We have a a tone work CD. And my son and I had been listening to different musics because I obviously teach tone and color. And, And we went three days before this music came on. And we both looked at each other and we both said, oh, Lord, that is it's horrible but both of our bodies were vibrating so hard and we knew that that's what we needed it's our best-selling mp3 around the world because people love it i i can't stand to listen to it but but people love it (laughs) so so it's really listening to what's important to you or what feels good to you but if it if it creates a comfort you're probably not shaking up your cells enough. Now, obviously, as you move six months down the road, you should be feeling better, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or using color. And we get into a space with color where people believe that specific colors denote an emotion. In my work, it doesn't. Mm The color is the frequency that your body needs in that moment to Mm. do exactly what you've asked it to do. Mm. And if you were to say, what color do I need to uh, heal? You know, because that's where most of us would go. Mm. Your body's response is going to be, well, where did you want me to start? Mm, exactly. Your body is so literal. It needs to understand where you go, uh, Mm. where you want it to go. And so I think that life about getting inside of ourselves is validating what our emotional triggers are, Mm -hmm. working on removing those Mm -hmm. so that you can go deeper into the soul and deeper and live it authentically. Yes. You can't be in there one minute and be nasty the next. We're going to do it, right? We're going to flip flop back and forth until we get so solid into our soul that we can then move into our divine. Um, so I don't want people to to feel like, you know, they did it twice and they should be there. It's it it's yeah. I'd love it to be that simple, mm-hmm. but it's it's being authentic with yourself every day. Mm, yeah, this is so beautiful. And that requires a tremendous amount of bravery to be that, that honest, right? To be <laughs> authentic. Uh, so there is that. This is so beautiful. I feel like this is a really good, I know I had some other questions planned, but I feel like this is a really good sp- spot to move into the color works visualization that you're going to guide us through. I do yeah. want to speak to anyone who may be driving right now, you would probably want to pause to really receive this or just listen, but keep the eyes open. And Patty, what I'm going to share with you is 
Um, I'm going to let you know where I'm wanting to really um, open even more. It's in my heart. Mm -hmm. I just really, the message for me lately is the entire rest of my life is keep my heart wide open. And that's all I'm here to do. Like full of love, love for self, love for the divine, love for everyone and everything. And, um, and so, yeah, I'll just, I'll just say that as well as if there's anything else that you see or want to speak to, you have my full permission to say whatever you need to say. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think uh, for you and mm-hmm. for so many people that I can feel listening um, mm-hmm. is that I want to work with frustration mm-hmm. and ending it with opening up um, mm-hmm. the heart even more. Uh, frustration seems to be a big thing for so many people. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want to work with that and then move into the second segment of opening up our heart after we've gotten some of our frustration out. Yeah. Cause and the we frustration, all, we all get it. Exactly. It's what leads to the judgment. Frustration exactly. with self, frustration with others, frustration with technology, frustration, whatever. And uh, we, that's spot on. <laughs> We make an assumption that something is wrong, yeah. right? And it's like, it is. And and I, let me give you this little tidbit before we move into that. Yeah. Think about watching a sunrise mm. and you have the ability to see, but you have no ability to think, to hear, mm. to speak. All you can do is watch. It's your words that make it a beautiful, breathtaking sunrise. Or why did I get out of bed this morning? Because it was worthless, right? And so understand that everything that's taking place in your life, it's your words that describe what's happening. Mm. And I want you to be authentic, Mm. but choose your words carefully Mm. on how you want to describe. That will reduce the frustration. Oh, this allow you to open your heart more spot on. Thank you for that. I didn't really know what we were going to talk about today. And I I knew I was excited, but I also didn't want to overly research because I was like, I want to be really present and alive with you in the moment, which is your favorite way to be. So divine spark was guiding this, but um, I can't tell you how many times I have heard lately, be mindful of your words. Yes. And yet this is what I teach. right? <laughs> and so, yes, we just always just remembering to just get super conscious. And it's almost it's almost imperceptible, right? Like you're like, no. And like, whoo, if I really go to the root of the root of the root, I can clean it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I think people get into the space where they feel like they can't say something that's less than positive because mm-hmm. then they'll judging. And it's like, no, be in your truth, choose your words carefully, because the energy that you're giving is across the board. One of the things that that I write about, and I talk about a lot, was one day that was so profound for me, is that I was with a little child and his parents, and he was getting ready to cross um, from cancer. He was seven years old. And I was holding him in my arms and talking to him, and mom and dad were on either side of him and just talked to him about what was going to take place as he died. And, uh, and, and so, you know, he crossed, and I spent some time with the parents. And then I stopped at the post office on my way home from the hospital. And there was a, an older woman there and she just looked so sad. And I walked up to her and I said, your blouse matches your eyes so beautifully, just breathtaking. And oh, she smiled and her whole body language changed. And she was so happy that somebody noticed her. And I went home that night and I had an awesome date and he brought me flowers and we had great intimacy all night. And I thought about it the next day and I thought, did any single person get a different energy from me? Mm. No, because I don't know what their soul needs. Mm. And so don't hold back Mm. in your love and what you're giving and your smiles, because you don't know what that soul needs. Mm-hmm. And, and no one deserves a higher vibration or a lower vibration or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and it takes, it takes a daily remembrance of that, 
Mm-hmm. And so it it really helps with the frustration. But let's go into color works and work on uh, removing frustration. The body loves to have a percentage. Mm-hmm. So given, given where we are in the world, mm-hmm. I want people to just close their eyes. And yes, if you're driving, just hit pause or pull over. And inside of your mind, I'd like you to say to yourself, body, what color do I need to remove 80% of my frustration within my body? And I'd like you to just breathe in through your nose and bring that color in through the bottom of your feet, straight up your body and out your mouth. Exhale, just nice and slow. Nice, slow, deep breaths. You may see the color. You may feel it. You may hear it. You may just need to trust it. But your body knows exactly what it needs to accomplish that task. And so just keep going with it. Nice and slow. Remember black, reds, rusts, they're beautiful colors. They get so much out. If they're coming through, don't be scared. Just move with it. Exhale out your mouth. Just allowing the colors may not change. You may get 10 different colors in one breath. You may see something that's not on our color spectrum. It's all beautiful. Just let it move through your body. Inhaling through your nose, bringing the color in through the bottom of the feet, straight up and out your mouth. Doing beautiful. And I'm adding my energy into yours, into anyone who's listening, just to help release that. Doing beautiful. One more. And I'd like you to just wrap yourself in a white cocoon, just letting the white seep into your pores, healing and cleansing. If it's a different color, that's perfect but just let it take place. Beautiful. And I'd like you to ask your body to take you into a journey from your heart center through the subtle energy field, seeing the brilliance of your soul and moving through that into that deep, dark tunnel. It's okay. And you see that beautiful, brilliant light that's even hard to look at because it's so bright, that piece of your divine, and go right up to it and hold it. Hold it. Take another deep breath. And that divine light starts coming back through, going through your entire body, through every single cell, filling you with such a spectacular light. A light you've never seen or felt or heard, whatever way it's coming to you. And I want you to open up your heart center when you fully embrace that and see that divine light just going all over the world. It's not about who needs it. It's about what soul would like to touch it and allow it to just be for another minute or two. Not only embracing yourself, 
but it's inexhaustible. Any soul who needs to touch it, who needs just a little bit of your light, you've got plenty. And another deep breath. And I want you to ask your body what color it needs to fully balance. Perhaps it's a rainbow. Perhaps it's that light. One color, two colors. Breathe in through your nose and bring those colors in through the bottom of your feet, going straight up through your body, out through the top of the head. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Mm. 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 Ooh. Wow. It's that simple. Wow. Yeah. When you sent your energy our way, mm -hmm. the light felt like a strobe light. Yeah. Uh, and um, almost like in that silver sort of hue, yeah, so bright and stroby, and and it was activating, you know. And but it's it was a beautiful divine strobe light. And uh, I, but before that, when we were wrapping ourselves in the white cocoon light, yeah, I, I felt like a a star came boom, right in the third eye, and I just started crying. Yeah, reminded me of my moments in the altar where I'm just soaking up divine mother love is the way I, I know how to use the words on it. Yes. And when we first started, I was frustrated with the fact, no, actually, let me reframe. I wasn't frustrated. I was worried I wasn't getting it right, of course. Uh -huh. And then I was like, uh-oh, are my listeners not getting it right? Because some people don't see color and they're not visual. <laughs> so then I was like going there and uh, and then it was, oh, I'm not supposed to see color. And it was black. And then I thought something was really wrong. And then I was like, no, this is, and then mm -hmm. it felt like it was grief in the lungs. Yeah. Yeah. And fear and frustration and all the things, right? Right. And I just allowed myself to be in it. Yeah. Uh, and then the beautiful reward, really, of like, ah, taking my time going through that tunnel, not being yeah. afraid of it, no longer denying what was, just being with it. Exactly. And then toward the very end, what was shooting out of me in the beginning was a coral oh, sunset colors, corals and pinks um, and yellows. Yeah. And then it turned into a magenta. Oh, Yeah. 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 That's so I don't know if, yeah, if you have any comments on any of that, or you're just like, okay, beautiful. <laughs> or are, where do we well, understand maybe more meaning on colors? Yeah. I, I think the most important thing is not to give it meaning. Ah, right? good. <laughs> because once we assign meaning to it, then we're assuming that there's an emotion with it. Mm. And so, you know, your body is such a magnificent mm. being and it knows exactly what it needs, not what you in a conscious way think it needs. Your body knows what it needs. And that's why it's so important to be linear mm. and to be, um, you know, logical in what you're asking it to do, because it'll make truth out of what you say. And mm. so it's important to be concise with your words, how much you want to take out, how much you're doing, um, and not paying attention to what those colors mean. You know, in my late 20s, I was diagnosed with both forms of lupus. And I lost my right kidney and I lost, um, mm. uh, you know, had a couple of heart attacks and I was critical for three years. Mm. And the father came to me and said, this is how you do colors. And so this whole process came from being guided when I was 29, I think. Mm. And so I started doing it for a week and nothing happened. And I'm like, what the heck? Why do you give me something that's not working? And, uh, and then I realized I had to put the emotion behind it. And mm. I realized that, that I had low self-worth, mm. that I 
graduated from high school when I was 16. I doubled up my junior and senior year and I went off. I was director of women in literacy with Laubach Literacy International. Mm. I oversaw 30 countries. Mm. It was a PhD position and I had a high school education. Mm. And as far as I was concerned, my high school degree didn't mean anything because I graduated early and not with my class. So I started asking, what color do I need to remove my low self-worth and 80% of my low self-worth? And what color do I need to increase my self-worth by 80%? Within a week, my symptoms started lessening. Within a year, I was free from lupus, which is terminal, always terminal, and, um, and no wow. treatment available. And I had both forms. I had internal and external mm -hmm. and my doctor and I check it every year and it's never, it's never come back. So that was a really profound way for me to understand. And black was the first color for days that came through mm -hmm. because I was so sick. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't put an emotion to a color, except that your body is taking in the frequency of that color and nothing more. Mm, interesting. Okay. So I love the way that you talk about this too, like imagining the color being pulled through your body leads to healing the low vibrations that have been stored. So we may not be conscious to that, but then that is how so much illness and disease manifests. I know that we're, we're about at time. Uh, would it, would it be okay to ask how these emotions and words that create the emotions cause a response in our immune system, which is such an important element of our healing and transformation. Yeah. What's so important to understand is that when you have the same behavior over and over and over again, the first time you experienced it will typically go into the weakest part of your body at that time. Now, I know that that's not what most people think, but that's a pattyism. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I believe. And so every time you have that reoccurrence, it goes to the same place. And you finally get to the point where you have the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. And the energy is so congested that mm -hmm. energy can't move through it anymore. And then it manifests itself into a disease. So mm -hmm. I don't care if you've got the common cold. I don't care if your toe hurts or you stubbed your toe or you fell down or you have cancer. All of it has a basis in an emotion. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to explore that on your own, then just start anywhere because we've all got every single emotion stored mm -hmm. in us, right? It mm -hmm. takes about 30 days to get an emotion when you're working with yourself. It takes about 30 days to remove a, a remote uh, an emotion. So if you're working with that frustration, then work with it for 30 days. Mm -hmm. and then go to the next emotion that feels right for you. Okay, that's actually really good. Um, and, and we'll begin to wrap for reals uh, because I was a smoker of cigarettes for God, 30 plus years in the, in secrecy at night, not a big smoker, but a very dedicated smoker. <laughs> and, right. um, and I recently completely quit. My soul asked me to quit. My soul begged me. In fact, it was wow. a whole shamanic moment in the middle of the night and I was completely sober. And it was during COVID. I had COVID for the first and only time this past summer and, uh, and it was a, it was a real initiation for me. And so right. I've been in that space of healing my lungs, but I was also told by many people, including my higher self, God, someone on my divine team, that if I didn't, I would die. And so I think between awakening to the matrix and then that spawning so much of a, of a different aspect of awakening and my entire life changing and dramatically deconstructed. And then I'm beginning to to uh, reassemble right through divine spark as much as I'm conscious of uh, these last two and a half years, I'm, I'm recognizing though where the healing still needs to happen and where the grief for what humanity is going through, what earth is going through. However, I'm also fully aware that everything is in divine order. So I'm no longer willing to just be in the grief, right? Of that. I'm now beginning right. to move and evolve through like, this is wonderful. Right. Yes. It has to get really dark, gritty and scary before it's the tunnel. It's the tunnel. You don't understand how good you can be until you understand how bad you can be. Mm. And that's that dance. 
between the tunnel and the divine spark mm-hmm. is that moving back and forth between those two. It's a beautiful dance. And if you remember, the tunnel is forgetting every available resource and mm-hmm. resources on the other side of that tunnel to the divine spark. Then, you know, life is much more manageable. It uh, really is. So much more manageable. Yes. And enjoyable. Well, I am certainly grateful that you did not make your exit at 62. (laughs) And what a pleasure to connect with you. For those who are listening or watching and want to uh, work more with you, uh, how would you, yeah, where do we find you? Pattyconklin.com and Patty's with an I. So that's P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N.com, YouTube, my website, just um, all sorts of trainings, workshops, just all sorts of stuff you can find all over. Just okay, awesome. look me up. Okay, for sure. We'll be sure to, to note all those in the show resources. Uh, any final words, either that you wished I'd asked or that you feel need to be shared before we close? I I think that the thing that's important, and you froze, so I'm hoping that this goes on, is that miracles do happen every single day, and it can happen to all of us. And so do your homework, You're, invest in yourself, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and know that miracles can happen so quickly. You don't need to suffer in life. You can just change, change your attitude, change your life, and be authentically you. Mm-hmm. And so it is. Thank you, Patty. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.